and welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. My name is Dan Dimite. I'll be your host today, and I'm joined here with Brad Pierron yes, sir. and Aaron Richards. Hey, if you're joining us again today, thank you. We love uh, sharing our faith with you and living our life with you. This is a show where we want to answer your questions about the faith and about missionary endeavors. And so whatever questions you have, please feel free to send them to us at beyond at damascus.net. And we'll take an, a question, and then we each give our two cents. We throw our two cents in this jar, we answer that question, and then we close by kind of sh- uh, sharing how we can go on mission throughout the week. And so we will take your content mm-hmm, or your mm-hmm. questions and make them about mission. This is a show about uh, mission, but it is also on mission. So we have a mission partner who is generously donating $10 for every new subscriber we get this month to send a child to camp. So we have an amazing Catholic youth summer camp program here at Damascus. And if you just hit that silly subscribe button, you can help a young person who couldn't otherwise come to camp, come to Catholic youth summer camp and encounter Jesus Christ. So brothers, do you guys want to get started today for yeah, our show? Yes, yeah, yeah. It's going to be good. Okay. The beautiful, charming, bearded Jack Parker. Mm. Could you please give us the question <laughs> of today? That's a lot of adjectives. That was awesome. <laughs> uh, why should I be baptized in the Holy Spirit? Oh, yeah. why should I be baptized in the Holy Spirit? Sometimes I wonder, like, what is the tone of the person asking the question? Like, yeah. why should I be baptized in the Holy Spirit? <laughs> why, why should I be baptized in the Holy Spirit? So I don't know the tone, but uh, well, who's got we the gotta answer? we got to figure out the tone, or I don't have okay, two cents. I'm going to jump my two cents Oh, wow. Oh, that was weak. Oh, that was weak. All right. Okay, okay Dan, help me out. Help, help me out. <laughs> I'm going to uh, help you make sense. Is that what you said? Okay. <laughs> All right. My, my two cents is this. If, if we believe in Jesus, we should receive what he offers us. And if we believe in the church, we should receive what she offers us. If, if we value relationship with Jesus, we should value what he values. If we value relationship with the church, we should value what she values. And I look, to, I, I look to the teachings of Jesus. Um, <laughs> you did. So, no, I do oh, in my I life. I have on occasion. Thanks, Aaron. Uh, but it's not, <laughs> not the first time I've addressed a question like this. Jesus, uh, Jesus in, in John's gospel, chapter 16, he says, uh, as, as he's speaking about the fact that he's gonna, he's gonna leave this world, John chapter 16, verse seven, he says, uh, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And then when he comes, he will convince the world of sin and righteousness of judgment, et cetera, et cetera. Um, if, if I, it is better that I go away so that the, so that the counselor will come to you. So it's, it's Jesus's desire, not, not just a backup plan. It's Jesus's expressed desire, even in the midst of his ministry, that his plan ultimately is that at the end of the day that we would receive the Holy Spirit. You see this echoed throughout, uh, throughout scriptures, all the way through the gospels and into Acts. And then uh, there's, there's just some great, there's some great, great examples of the church calling us to experience, particularly the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Um, Pope Francis, in one of my favorite quotes that, that he has, he says, uh, he, it, it, was at, it was at one of the uh, Pentecost celebrations. He looks to the audience that's gathered for Mass, and he says, um, I, I urge you to go and to share with all of the church 
the grace of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You can't get much more direct than that. And then for those who may have uh, have issue or concern with Pope Francis, I'd like to bring out the bulldog himself, Pope Benedict. Mm. You can't argue with the theology of Pope Benedict or else you're wrong. So, sorry. <laughs> the German shepherd coming at you. And uh, Pope Benedict says, Christ's entire mission is summed up in this, to baptize us in the Holy Spirit, to free us from the slavery of death, and to open heaven to us. To baptize us in the Holy Spirit, to, fl- to free us from the slavery of death, and to open heaven to us. Mm. Uh, those, those are outrageous claims, friends. <laughs> And, and spoken from, from the heart of the church, uh, from, from the lips of, of the Pope himself, right? That this is a value of the church and it's a value of the Lord. It should be a value of ours as well. Mm. Yeah. I love that. I just love the way Pope Benedict says things sometimes. <laughs> like the congregation of the doctrine of the faith was in such good hands under him. And I think it's also worth noting too, I, I think that sometimes, I, and I love how you answer this, Aaron, because it, it goes just into the depths of what the church has for us. But sometimes we can consider this like a a novel topic or that like, this is something that the charismatic renewal is, is bringing into the church, (laughs) Invented, but it's like, no, this has been, this has been consistent. And, and Pope Benedict is, is such a good example of that because after the, after the council, he's like, no, we can't go too. We're not going to go too far. Like he, his determination was to keep the church, the church, you know, and for him to say what you just said is super important. But what I was getting, um, out of that is like, yeah, why, why do we on occasion, I, I, I asked this to you too, I guess, but why do we on occasion have aspects of the faith that we're like, yep, I'll take that. But then there's an aspect that we're not as accustomed to. And our, our immediate, our immediate response is the distrust of what's being um, presented to us and not the, the surrender to what the church teaches. And I I know that was it John Paul who spoke about the cafeteria Catholicism or was that Benedict as well? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like with the shopping cart, like where you pick, I think it was John Paul II. I think it was because it was in the context of the, the uh, moral relativism. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. The, um, the the culture of death and the culture of moral relativism and I, it's it's human nature it's human nature and it's a I think it's it's evidence of the consumeristic culture that we live in that we we believe it's just it's all fair game to pick and choose what it is that we'd like to believe mm-hmm. and it's so beautiful that as you were saying Brad even in the midst of kind of the the transformation of of culture and the you know the evolution of of sensibilities in the world that the catholic church has never has never uh, varied from that path that in order to in order to say you're catholic in order to be to be confirmed as catholic you have to make that declaration that i believe and confess everything the catholic church believes and confesses mm-hmm. period end of story right this this you don't have the option to pick and choose we might try to convince ourselves that we do but we're we're missing out yeah well and as soon as it's brought up like you you hear it from you hear it from the lips of the people that we find in scripture that he's going to come and baptize you with fire and the Holy spirit. Like John Mm -hmm. the Baptist is letting us know like, Hey, there's someone that's coming and this is what they're going to do. And then the catechism reiterates it. And then Pope Benedict talks about it. It's like, it, it just takes us. I don't know. We have a great uh, chaplain here. His name's father William. And he, he, he talks first time I met him, he was talking about the world, the, the worldview, the modern worldview. And he's like, and if I would tell your missionaries, if they think the modern worldview has not impacted their outlook on life, they are wrong. Wrong. (laughs) And I think a lot of times what we do is the two party system in America is such an ingrained part of us that we bring the two party system into the Catholic church. So Mm. we're like, there's charismatics and there's traditionals. And like, we just, we've become two partied. And so instead of actually asking what does Jesus teach and what 
what does the church teach and how do I learn what is being taught? We we listen to the two camps and we're like, which camp do I agree with the most? It's like, what? no, the camps are the camps <laughs> are both highlighting different aspects of the one true faith. Yeah. I, so I've been a little apologetical in my answer. I hope that one of you guys is ready to yeah, throw yeah, in some yeah, sense sure. about my two cents. My two cents. Okay. About the value here. So, um, okay, yeah. So, Brad, you were saying this. It comes with baptism. Uh, of why should I be baptized in the Holy Spirit? It comes from Acts chapter one, right? When while meeting with them. Uh, Jesus enjoined them not to depart Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father about which you have heard me speak. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And so it, it's you can answer this question a few different ways. I think because um, for the most part, we're talk- I think the person that's asking this is, a- is asking about the, the experience of baptism of the Holy Spirit, not the sacrament of baptism. So baptism of the Holy Spirit that's being used in the kind of the, the conversation of the church today mm. or conversation of spirituality today is different than I the sacrament of baptism and the sacrament of confirmation. So we all received, we received baptism in water and baptism of the Holy Spirit in our baptism. We received the fullness of the gift of the Holy Spirit in our baptism. We received a strengthening of that baptismal grace in our confirmation. So all of the the Holy Spirit has already been given to me. A lot of scholars would say when we speak of this idea of I can pray with Brad for baptism of the Holy Spirit, what we're speaking of is that the sacramental grace often can lie dormant. It's inactive. It's not. It hasn't been activated in our daily life. So I have the potential, but that potential hasn't been activated in my life and as a disciple. And so baptism of the Holy Spirit is it. Why should you receive it? I would. I would venture to say. Perhaps if you are living your life on fire and you're hungry for the more of God and you're 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 wrestling with the truths of the faith and you're asking like why should I be baptized in the Holy Spirit because you're genuinely wanting to grow in holiness I I would say chances are you've already like you already are living life in the Holy Spirit and you're probably asking how do I grow in a deeper life of the Holy Spirit so I remember when I first found out about baptism in the Holy Spirit someone was like have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit yet and I was like well, what does that mean and they're like well it's a this time when someone prays with you and like you fall deeper in love with Jesus and you encounter God in a living way and you want to live your life for the Lord completely and then the gifts of the Holy Spirit become alive in you and I'm like oh yeah all of that ha-. like I didn't know the word the phrase baptism of the Holy Spirit but I knew the moment when the Holy Spirit erupted in my life and I gave everything to him right and so I think sometimes this phrase can confuse us. What is baptism of the Holy Spirit? Why should you be baptism of the Holy Spirit? When we say when encounter meets mission, that's baptism of the Holy Spirit. When I encounter the power of God, and and sometimes it's in a dramatic setting, and sometimes it's very intimate and peaceful. So why encounter, why have baptism of the Holy Spirit? Well, for, for my understanding, baptism of the Holy Spirit is a tangible experience of the Father's love. So do you want a tangible experience of the Father's love, whether that is powerful or peaceful? I would say you do, and so that's why you should receive baptism of the Holy Spirit. What else is baptism of the Holy Spirit? That tangible experience of the Father's love allows me to make Jesus Lord of my life. He's greater than anything else, which allows me to want to pray. It allows me to want to renounce my sin and and, and change my life for him. It allows me to, to love scripture. Jesus becomes Lord, and I surrender everything unto his lordship. So that's why you should. And then the beautiful thing about baptism of the Holy Spirit is baptism of the Holy Spirit unlocks the gifts of the Holy Spirit in our life. And so it allows the gifts of the Holy Spirit that are dormant in my life 
to be unlocked. And the gifts of the Holy Spirit are amazing. They're not all just speaking in tongues. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are being able to pray with others and love others and care for others, to have the wisdom of God, the knowledge of salvation. These things are just so incredible, the courage to overcome our sin, the the right judgment to know how to live our faith in our modern day culture. So why should you receive it? Because you want the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right? And Mm -hmm. if you want living relationship with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, whoo, like, God, give that to me. Yeah, that's so good. I, I think there's a um, there's an interesting, just, um, what am I trying to say? There's an interesting path to what you're talking about, Dan, in the sense that like, so we recognize, all three of us and the church, that when we're baptized in water, that the Holy Spirit brings us into salvation. Like baptism is a, is a key sacrament. And then the question I think sometimes is why baptism in the Holy Spirit after that, right? Yeah. So if I received all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, if I if people spoke on my behalf that, you know, or, or maybe I spoke it depending on when you were baptized, that yeah. I believe in the Father and in the Son and in Jesus's lordship. I, I think that what's what's fun to, at least in my mind to think about is, but we, we never question confirmation, you confirming that promise, right? And then the Holy Spirit becoming even more alive and similar baptism, the Holy Spirit stirs up those graces more Mm -hmm. too. So like, I think that it's, it's, it's easy for us as Catholics to, um, to see how sacraments build on one another, but it's not always as easy for us to see how some of the promises Jesus has made builds on the sacraments that have already been available to us. Does that make sense? So like if I'm baptized as a baby, I have confirmation later and I confirm what happened at baptism Mm -hmm. and then something efficacious happens. Like the gifts of the spirit are stirred up in me in a different way. Also, Jesus makes promises that over the course of my life, if I attend to those, they go back to those sacramental graces and amplify them yeah. and bring them deeper into my life. And anyway, I think that's an interesting path to look at. If it's, if someone's listening and you really are struggling with like, Hey, like I love the church and I love the sacraments and baptism of the Holy Spirit sounds to me just to be like, like, I, I like, okay, Brad, John the Baptist, when he said that he's going to baptize them with the Holy Spirit, did that just mean that when John the Baptist was baptizing people, they didn't receive the Holy Spirit? That was just for repentance. And now when they're baptized, they do receive the Holy Spirit because Jesus did that. Like you can have people that run those, but we're talking something yeah. that builds on all of that foundation, right? There's a theologian, I think, I think it was Father Francis Kelly. He said on, on the, on the matter of whether or not baptism of the Holy Spirit takes place within the soul when they were baptized sacramentally or when they were prayed with by another in a moment of prayer. My answer to that is, it doesn't matter. What matters is that it happened. Yeah. What matters is that it happened. So we're speaking of this reality Good. that when the faith comes alive, and we we know by experience, sometimes that happens at the moment of a person's confirmation or the moment of a person's baptism. But in our modern context, a lot of times it doesn't. There's a moment where, when a lot of times, like, there's a moment in your life where everything changes. That's what we're calling baptism of the Holy Spirit, and that's what's important. And because, like, because it's not for us to know times and seasons. Yeah. That, like, Jesus says the Father is the one who knows times and seasons. So the, the Holy Spirit, like the Trinity, I was going to say they, but, like, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, like, the God knows when it's it's time for us to, like, like, because he just knows us. Yeah. So he knows when we're open to it. He knows, what were you going to say, Aaron? Sorry. I'm nice mustache. Over I forgot again. to compliment The mustache. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I I've actually been rolling with it for a little bit. And I saw this man with a mustache. I was like, who is that? I know, that? I man. Like, well, it's because I uh, have been doing some men's ministry recently. I thought it would make me relevant. I'm not sure that that's nice. actually Brad, happening. I, I, I was going to say something valuable, Surface but I thought level? I would I would Relevance? hold so you can toss your two cents. Oh, in. Aaron, I like when you <laughs> remind me how the rhythm of the show actually goes because sometimes I get too excited. But um, yeah, I, I can go for sure. So um, 
the question, why should I be baptized in the Holy Spirit? I'm going to go a little uh, different route, but I think it builds on what you guys are saying. Um, you should be baptized in the Holy Spirit because being immersed in the Holy Spirit immerses us in the life of God. And that's the goal of the Christian life. So when we when we look at the word baptism, it means immersion. It means immersed within. So um, the idea of baptism is a sacrament. We're immersed in the waters, and we're immersed into the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Right? Um, baptism in the Holy Spirit, similarly, is an immersion within within the life of grace immediately in front of me, contained in my relationship with the Holy Spirit. And so, being immersed in the Holy Spirit is not only that which brings me into the life of God, and as if that that only would even matter there, but it 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 forms me temporally into the saint that I was made to be. It helps me experience the the life that God has for me in a new way, right? It opens me, I think you were saying that well, Dan, to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, amplifies the gifts that I've already seen in my life and brings me into gifts I, I hadn't been operating into or in and through previously. And um I also I also think that um well, let me, I, the catechism says this. It says, as fire turns into itself everything it touches, so too does the Holy Spirit turn into the divine life everything subject to its power, mm. to his power. Say it again. So mm. as, as fire turns into itself everything it touches, so too does the Holy Spirit turn into the divine life everything subject to his power. And uh, and th- I might be a little off, but it's 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 pretty mu- it's almost verbatim that. What number? And, uh, what oh, it's in the two thousands. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I think that like that when I first read that, it excited me so much because it was like that's what we want. It, when you've encountered mm-hmm. Jesus and when you've been pursuing holiness, you're like, I just want to be like Him. And when you see that the Holy Spirit is He who makes us like Jesus, right? Like from heaven to earth, it's Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and from earth back. To to heaven, Holy Spirit brings us to Jesus, who brings us back to the Father. Then immerse me in that. I want to be immersed in that, and I, I want that to happen in a moment, so that I can live the rest of my life from that moment. And I also want it to happen regularly. That Lord, immerse me in Your Holy Spirit this morning, this afternoon, this evening. Immerse me today. Immerse me in this month of my life, this year of my life. So yeah, my answer to this would be: Why be baptized in the Holy Spirit? Because because you should be aiming at divinization, because you should want to be a saint. And in order to be a saint, we have to be immersed into the life of God. And the best way to be immersed into the life of God is to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I love that. Another word for baptism instead of immersed is drenched. Yeah. Like you're using the, I just love in prayer, praying that I would be drenched by God. And then if the (laughs) fruit of the Holy Spirit in Galatians 5 is peace, love, joy, gentleness, generosity, patience, kindness, faithfulness, and self-control, like Mm -hmm. if baptism of the Holy Spirit is being drenched in all of that, like, dude, drench me, immerse me in peace, love, joy, faithfulness, generosity. Like, I just like... God, that my life may be drenched in that so that that's what's dripping off of yeah. me. And so until that's what's dripping off of me, it's not that I just need baptism or I hunger for baptism of the Holy Spirit once. Every moment I go to prayer should be me hungering for that so that I am drenched, I'm dripping, that that's the water that pours off of me mm-hmm. is him. What do you think, Aaron? Yeah. Please enlighten <laughs> us with the wisdom no, I of Aaron. It. Just a, a quick... Uh, I'm... I'm trying to maintain faithfulness to the integrity of the show, guys. I feel like this. I feel like this would qualify as another two cents. But oh, okay, you have too many. I'll, ideas. I'll say it because no, you please, asked. yeah. Um, in the in the sacramental context that we're raised, I think that sometimes because of the stability of the sacramental nature of of the church, 
that we tend to become suspicious of anything that that would sound like it's outside of that mm-hmm. or might be valid or helpful to us that's not that. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's good for us to remind ourselves even in scripture that there's there's a beautiful very clear example of this in the Acts of the Apostles that immediately after Pentecost within within days of Pentecost uh, Pentecost, of course, being the fulfillment of the coming of the Holy Spirit. You can't get mm-hmm. any better than this, mm-hmm. that the church actually goes back. They've, they've gone into mission. They've, they've, uh, they've met some challenges and some difficulties, mm-hmm. and they come back and they pray again that the Holy Spirit would fill them. And there's almost this like second experience of yeah. Pentecost that happens in Acts 4. And With all boldness, they add all. Like it, it's as if, like, hey, hey, m- more of that thing. So it's just an encouragement to us that that God mm-hmm. works. God works in the sacraments of the church. And if if you've been baptized and confirmed, Amen. You've got what it. You've got what you need. Yeah. And there's more. Yeah. Let me entertain that for a second too, because I think there there is a beauty in the Catholic Church that salvation is guaranteed to us through the graces of the sacraments. Like, thank you, Jesus, that you've been so merciful to give us those. And I want to be a salvation bringer in the world. I want to collaborate with him in his salvific efforts. Like I think that that's that's the moment that changed my life is when I wanted to get in the game and I knew I couldn't do it by myself. And so I knew that through the sacraments, those graces were available to me and salvation would would come if I would be faithful to that and, and surrender to it. And thank you, Jesus, for that. And I wanted to say, bring that grace alive in me so that when people encounter me, they encounter these graces and want them for themselves, right? And baptism of the Holy Spirit is that which kind of, I think, amplified that fervor and then gave me just the the gifts needed, the divine life needed to, uh, to, you, to really do that in a new way. Do you know what baptism of the Holy Spirit enables the Christian to do? Go on mission. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. The, Fair. The, the, perhaps the greatest fruit of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is... Mission, yeah. right? Pentecost, it resulted in the greatest missionary endeavor of the world. And so <laughs> yeah. well, let's step into a mission momentum. Did you guys yeah. like that transition? I did. It was Such strong. It was strong. Very good. Jack, Very good. take note. Uh, so mission momentum. <laughs> what is our mission momentum this week? How are we going to take this message into our week and do something about it? I like it. I don't know if I have one just yet. Oh. You? No, I, I, got, I got one for us. I'll get started. Um, pray with somebody. Pray with somebody that they might encounter the Holy Spirit. And if if you're not comfortable with praying with somebody, I would even offer you this. Use the name of the Holy Spirit more intentionally in prayer. Foster that relationship with him so you can become uh, more dependent on him and desire him more in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have one. I think um, we, we have routines of prayer like as, as Christians. So it, maybe it's before meals. Maybe it's right before you go to bed. Maybe it's in the morning. You pray a certain thing. Maybe it's on your ride to work. And, and whatever your rhythm of prayer is, I, I just want to encourage us to add three words at the beginning of every prayer thing we do, and that's come Holy Spirit. And just, and just sit there for a minute. Pray, come Holy Spirit, sit, and then go into whatever prayer. So so if it's uh, the bless us, O Lord, and these thy gifts, right? Or um, before I go to sleep, O Lord, like whatever prayer you're praying, just take a minute to ground yourself in that like, actually, Holy Spirit, I want you to be with me. Like, I don't want these these, these prayers to be empty, but I, I want it to be an, a moment of encounter so that I can live my life on mission. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I My mission momentum is going to be to pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You don't need someone to pray for you for that. It is the Father uh, through the Son uh, and with the Holy Spirit that baptizes us with the Holy Spirit. And mm-hmm. so that it is, it is a grace from God. And for me, 
I received baptism of the Holy Spirit, what I would say was my first experience uh, at daily Mass while receiving the Holy Eucharist. I've heard people from listening to our show uh, in the past, like they they would pray in their bedroom, get on their knees after listening to our show, they would get on their knees mm. in their bedroom and, and, and just say, Jesus, I want more. Jesus, I want more. And if you want what's in the Acts of the Apostles and you start praying for that and you start crying out for that, Holy Spirit comes with a flood. I've heard stay-at-home moms that are doing the dishes during the day, listening to the show, they cry out, Jesus, I want more. A woman said she prayed this prayer while doing the dishes. Holy Spirit came and hit her. She fell to her knees and started praying in tongues, and she didn't have the gift of tongues prior to that. That There are, there are moments in our life where God wants to invade you mm-hmm. with his presence, his power, and his love. So if you're hungry for more of God, if you're hungry for Acts chapter 2 or Acts chapter 4 mm-hmm. or Acts chapter 2000, 23, get on your knees and just say, Jesus, I want more. Mm-hmm. I want more. I want more. So um, we thank you so much for listening to this show. We do this show because we want more for you. We don't want cultural, complacent Christianity. And we're sick of a church that sits on their butts and aren't on mission. So if mm-hmm. you want to be a church that's on mission, then get up and have some momentum behind your mission. We're praying for you. And we want you to use this show to be a missionary show as well. So if you mm-hmm. have people in your life who maybe are complacent, maybe you'll sh- share this episode with them, get them hungry. If you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, be a missionary and start praying with others. Like, let's get this done, people, because God wants to bring heaven to earth. That is his deepest desire. Um, I'm Dan. This is Brad. This is Aaron. We'll see you next month. We just want to remind you that mission, mission makes, makes sense. sense. God bless. That was clean.